Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Thanks for downloading the Sunranto show. For early and ad-free access to Sunranto, please become a subscriber at patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto, where you'll have access to not only this show early and ad-free, but also our daily Cubs pod, which lets you know what happened in the Cubs game and all the Cubs news that's fit to print on a daily basis. Patreon.com slash sunranto. Don't make me tell you again. Enjoy the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the lovable Lucy. Lucho Scali. Sunrento. Michael. Sunrento, Cotton, Sunrento, and the lovable Lucy, Michael Cotton, Lucho Scali, Sunrento. Oh, see, I I didn't think you were gonna make it because you started in your throat and you started tight and i was like oh he's just gonna squeeze it out he's gonna he's gonna pop pop a nipple off of his chest it's funny if you listen to it there's there's a a spot right there where where everything just gives out and i drop like volume just drops hard yeah and it all goes into my nose and i'm just trying to like blow it out my nose well, please, we uh, good thing I'm not in the room with you then. Well, uh, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. My name's Danny Rocket, and uh, I'm here with the, the voice you just heard, Michael Cotton, uh, otherwise known as Cubes Fan, and uh, Infield Fly Girl is also along and this for the ride this evening. Apparently, I'm also known as... Blake Beard. Yeah, Blake we get Beard. this show is brought to you not only by our 114 Patreon supporters get in there at patreon.com slash sunranto, but also by our number one Patreon supporter, one of our number one Patreon supporters, uh, the Blake Beard on Twitter. And uh, you should buy his tickets. And uh, this show is brought to you by Blake Beard's tickets. If you're looking for really kick ass seats, they give you this view of Wrigley Field right down the third That's baseline between third. Yeah, we got him on the aisle. Uh, there's Blake and a friend. Look how happy they are. Look how happy they are with the seats that they have right now. It's a, it's incredible. Anyway, uh, contact him if you're looking for a couple of tickets at Wrigley Fields and um, the Blake Beard on Twitter. Um, tonight, we're going to talk about the Cubs eating a bunch of meatloaf. Uh, two of three from two pretty good teams. Uh, we're going to talk about Ian Happ's extension and uh, beer bats, $30 beer bats. Um, talk about, and more, of course, we got the Dodgers coming up, but uh, let's get and hashtag chance in the chat because tonight, if you would like to win this Frank Chance postcard sent to you by me, 
you need to put hashtag chance in the chat and you will have a chance to win the chance. And I will send you a message of love and doom concerning the Chicago Cubs, possibly. Yeah. So how is everybody tonight? How how you how you feeling, IFG? You're moving right now. You yeah, got I'm, a beer in your hand? I do. I got a nine-pound porter. Uh I love nine-pound porter. It's so good. And I am, yeah, I just had my second day at my brand new job, uh, which I'm pretty excited about. I'm going to be working uh, for a company helping people with intellectual and developmental disabilities get jobs and keep them. It's a very, very cool company. They've been around since the 70s, and I'm really excited about that. And I'm moving to a new place uh, just north of Seattle. So I'll still be in the Seattle area, just, you know, north of it. That's amazing. They've been around since the 70s. Because I believe, I mean, I was there in the 70s for a little bit and i believe that uh uh, people with developmental issues didn't exist back then nobody talked about them (laughs) everybody acted like so i can't believe there was actually a company that started back then yeah it's um it's when they started shutting down the institutions you know because people used to just be shut away it's like you put your kid here to forget about them and then they just stay there forever Um, They started shutting those down and they converted to like sheltered workhouses where they would have people come in and, um, you know, just assemble things or whatever. But they were still segregated from the community. um, But it was like work of sorts, just sub minimum wage. Um, Now all of them are like real actual jobs in the community that get paid a real wage. They get real benefits, all of that stuff. Um, So it's. Yeah, and so I'll just be there helping them get through their work day or helping arrange jobs for them in the community and stuff. Because uh, well, none great. of those sheltered workhouses exist anymore here. Amazing. It sounds like a great new job. Congratulations on that and the new place. And very cool. How are you doing, Cotton? What are you drinking tonight? Uh, I'm rocking the Sierra, Sierra Nevada. Uh oh, he's already had a few. <laughs> juicy little thing IPA. I have had a couple, actually. I usually oh, wait until I start, but. I have every other Wednesday off, so I've been off work all day. I got to golf for the first time today, nine holes. It was great. It was fun. Um, And, look, I want to put my name in here for uh, MVP of the show already because in the last hour, I had one hour, I did the Rakes and Flakes. I uh, shared the show to all the Cubs groups. I wrote uh, a poem for the Mariners series and found a TFC. Wow. Congratulations. One hour. Congratulations. Congratulations on doing your job, Michael, and for cramming it all in at the last minute. You're, you're awesome. <laughs> M- MVP of the show. You rock. That's what I'm saying. Look, not any, not just any, you know what? A lot of people just be like, Hey, I got an hour. I can't do any of this shit. And they just fucking give up, man. I'm like, I can do this shit in an hour. So I'm going to go golf and then I'll be back. (laughs) (laughs) So I I am not drinking alcohol tonight. I tied one on pretty good last night over at, over at the friendly confines, the the federal landmarks. And tonight I'm, I'm uh, trying to perk up a little bit with my regular Yerba Mate and my Bombilla. So, so I will carry us through this, Michael. Don't you worry. Just keep drinking. (laughs) So, um, I did, you know, I'm quite full. I had a beef sandwich. I went to the game today uh, with, his name is Pavel, and he's the Polish director at our theater, and he just came in on Monday, and uh, he'd never been to a baseball game before, 
and uh, he, here we are. I brought him to his first game. I love that. Uh, me and, yeah, and so he was pretty excited. He, he, he knew the, he knew the rules of the game. But he still had a lot of questions about, you know, how it all worked and, you know, where he could find the information, balls, strikes, outs, and, you know, tagging up and, you know, little – some of the more idiosyncrasies. He had lots and lots of questions. But, um, man, we, we had a really, really good time. And, um, you know, he's a really great uh, – he's a really uh, talented guy. And he's works regularly in Poland. And I think he's going to have some great – we're doing the show called Bowie and Warsaw – coming up and so we'll be working together i'm gonna write music with him so we got to sit in wrigley field and kind of talk about all that stuff and um anyway we had a we had a blast in there and let me tell you the vibes in there the last couple of nights especially last night you have that amazing comeback win oh yeah it was amazing i mean and people because it's been almost free in fact i i went last night for free i went today for free and uh because of that the tickets are five bucks, four bucks on StubHub. The real fans are there. Like Hell it's yeah. not one of it's not the it's the sh- real Chicago fans on a Tuesday night coming out of work, going in there, ditching work, going in there in the middle of April. Uh, maybe they have every other Wednesday off, like Michael. You know that kind of thing. Uh, so it was the vibes, night workers. You know, like that kind of stuff. And yeah. let me tell you, it felt really good in there. The last couple of nights, you know, to be 500 this early in the season didn't have to go this way. We're above 500. And um, I thought it was interesting what um, Jan Gomes said. And I want to put up a quote of his and I get your reactions to it. He says, I feel like it's important to understand what we're building here. We got way too good of a team, way too good of a coaching staff, way too good of a fan base that is behind us every single game to hang our hats. I feel like we've built a team. Uh, I've we've built a team like that from top to bottom that can really do this. Um, I agree with two of his statements. Which which two? I'm Too not good sure what maybe one. referring to. So <laughs> maybe, maybe I only agree with one. This no, is uh, just I think you the know, vibes. staff has shown that they're actually doing some pretty impressive stuff. This this team, some of these younger guys. Some or some of the older guys who were just putting things together, they seem to be pulling it off. So maybe that means that the coaching staff is finally getting some of their stuff together as it should be. The fans, obviously, always, always great. Yeah. Uh, uh, the, the the first statement I'm I'm the, questioning is I'm a little it's worried important about to understand what you're building here. Like to me, it looks like we're building a living room full of IKEA furniture. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it is a b- bunch of two replacement player or two wins above replacement players that all add up. But if you think about it, I was, you know, when I yeah, was, but it's it's the way too good of a team. Like if he's like, we've got a good team, we've got a good staff and we've got great fans. Like, I really think we could do something. I'm going to say I'm on board with all that. Like, I think that's probably true. But when he's like, we've got way too good a team, way too good a staff to not do really well, I'm like, 
I like your optimism, kid. Well, I think he's looking around, and, it, you know, it's a very professional ball club. You've got – I was trying to explain the team to Pavel just to kind of give him a sense of what we're doing now. You know, we won seven years ago, and then it all got thrown away in the garbage can, and then now we're rebuilding, and it's been bad, and now everybody's new. But this time, the new guys aren't Frank Schwindel. Uh, they are – you know, more professional ball players like Eric Cosmer and Mancini. And so these d- guys together, and this I, get, I guess is my question, that when I was a kid, or not a kid, but like uh, younger, before the Cubs won the World Series, I always thought that it would be great when the Cubs won the World Series that they did it with like this like ragtag group of veterans that weren't supposed to do it, and they only got 85 wins, but it was enough to win the division, and then they kind of limped in through everything. Instead, they did it with a pretty powerhousey team when they did win it, and they spent a lot of money on it, and they went and got the big closer, and they did all the things, but there was a powerhouse team. People picked them to win the World Series that year. I always wanted to win the World Series in a year that nobody picked you. So I don't, I'm not saying we're going to go out to win it, there and win the World Series, but I'm saying that with enough professional two-win players and maybe if, like, Wisniewski gets it together and you get some hot, you know, hot rookie performances or Brennan Davis comes up and starts slugging the baseball or, you, you know, I don't know what happens. But um, in that case, uh, this could be kind of an interesting team to watch. Um <laughs> so yeah it's true it's, i only talk about 2016 but um they ate meatloaf all week and and there was the nico walk-off which was his first ever that he ever had and um the only thing i kind of disagree with about this walk-off is is the stupid hat it, it's it's like let me put the hat up because other teams have way cooler things than a dumb cowboy hat that the goes angels have head. a samurai helmet the orioles have a dong bong like we've got a hat from wait wait wait, wait wait what do the orioles have a dong bong you didn't see the dong bong no they've got a penis oh shape. man they hit a home run and they're like pouring water bottles and energy drinks down a funnel and a hose into the guy's mouth it's the dong bong it's awesome oh okay no i'm i'm all in for what you just said just before I knew, before you explained it, Dong Bong had a totally different connotation to me. The, uh, in fact, okay, there, if, if you Google <laughs> image search it, you will find out what those other <laughs> things are. Okay. Because you can certainly buy a Dong Bong. Dong Bong and see what happens. <laughs> <Then> yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll actually offer it on uh, Sunranto shopping here in the next week. It, the it feels like it's are like, for- no, it's a Homer hose. We're like, dude, we'll take it from here. It's the Dong Bong. <laughs> It's the dong bong, and it's great at bachelor bachelorette parties. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> so, uh, no, uh, it was <laughs> the, no, and that's what I'm saying is like there are more creative things, but it does not surprise me that this group of professional, like you know, brought a hat in from the clearance rack at Marshalls. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, and it's it's totally like it's the hat that like a really drunk. Maybe White like girl late, is late at a 30s blonde woman <laughs> won at the fair. <laughs> Are you calling Jan Gomes a, a drunk late 30s blonde woman at the fair? I guess yes. you are. I'm I'm saying somebody left that in Jan Gomes' apartment. 
<laughs> that, that is apparently he likes women with giant heads it's, it's, or, or men i guess it could be a man but um so uh yeah not not a real fan of of the uh the our if that becomes your d- tradition because billy devore you know we got in the clutch t-shirts and he's like hey is this going to be a thing and i was like it's not, not. going to be a thing yeah <laughs> not yet and doubtful okay so Look, let's let's back up here to somewhere around 2016 because that's we're Cubs fans. We love to do that. Okay, when did this stuff really start to kick in? In uh, like all over the place because I don't remember it prior to maybe like a 2015 with uh, you mean like helmet rub the helmet hands helmet right? rub. The helmet rub, like the, you know, and then 2016, famously, the dick bump. But then, but they were also doing shit like, you know, they guys have always made the... Uh, Pedro Strope with the cups. Yeah, the, the cups. Is like a, that was, only, that was a one-off. That wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah, I know. I think, I think the first thing that was a thing was when the Padres brought out that, you know, Manny Machado brought out that big spinny necklace thingy for home run celebrations. I no, think I'm talking way back. So, so like the Cubs started. I but remember this is Homer started was the the helmet because that was, was just getting on base though. Like this is right, a walk the home off run, hat. They would put on the helmet, wouldn't they? With the hands. Remember the helmet that actually had the was hands. It just oh, home good. runs that did it. I don't know. I I feel like they were always rubbing their every time they got on base, they'd rub their heads. Yeah, but then I thought when you got a home run, then you put on the helmet. Anyway, all this really has started to take off throughout the league. And I don't know, maybe the Cubs didn't. But, like, when did it? And now I'm to a point where it's like every team kind of has to have their thing, and it feels a little forced. I mean, we had a fucking waffle iron in the goddamn dugout for a while. What's that, IFG? Like it sounds, it seems forced when it is forced, like when they don't come up with something that's natural and fun and interesting, like the Orioles did the dong bong and now they're, they've got like a sprinkler thing going on. Like they're just rolling with this whole water joke. And like, that's really fun because we've never seen it before and it's new and interesting and they're all having fun with it. And this is just like, here's a hat. It's not Nico yelling, yawn. Throw me your girlfriend's hat quick. <laughs> yeah. Well, it seemed like it was just a random thing, and I just don't think it's a thing. The Cubs still don't have a thing is what I think. Right. They don't have a thing that they do all with each other. And, like, you know, there's the motorcycle thing, and, you know, they don't – they just don't do any of that. Everybody and, and, does that now, too. Every team has some sort of, like, a wave, wave or yeah. a thing or – I think yeah, it's fun. The, the yeah. chop or the whatever. Um, I miss Javi Salt Shaker, like – yeah. I miss when we had fun playing. Was yeah. that a salt shaker? Is that what maybe there's doing? maybe Javi, there's just Javi used to do the salt shaker when he get on base. You know, I didn't realize it was a salt shaker. I thought he was just like waving like a little goof. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe the Cubs just weren't on base the, too much in the last few years to notice that they had a thing. Is the problem? Um. So, yeah, let's talk about some of these games or just the series overall. Uh, Michael, do you want to start us out with a poem about this? these series? Sure. Um, you, would, I'm going to give you a little background music. So, Okay. Uh, Dominic Galoro, 
in the chat earlier did say uh, misses the poem. So I appreciate that. I am the unofficial Cubs Poet Laureate. Uh, I am not doing every single game as I have for the last two seasons because 324 poems in as many days is hard. It's plenty. So, so now I'm doing it series by series. And I can crank them out in under an hour. Uh, <laughs> all right. Cubs versus Rangers. Well, I got I to gotta find a beat. It's a stroke show. Going 2-0. and 12 innings straight ERA at zero. Cubs beat Texas. Rangers were a mess. Cubs scored a lot. Rangers scored less. Course correction. Cubs changed direction. Rangers rise. Easter resurrection. <laughs> oh, I like like how you got Jesus in there at the end. You know, Jesus is very, very popular amongst uh And, and if you're wondering how these things are going, each stanza is basically one game and, you know, put it all together. So, dude, you but, don't uh, have to explain your art. Let it live and breathe its own life. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not going to come right out for the most part and be like, game one. Blah, right. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You gotta you gotta bring something to it, Dude, people. It's art. It's art. Um, so yeah, they beat the Rangers, ate the meatloaf, they won te- two to nothing. That was the Stroh game, a tight one. Then they uh won ten to three. Um, and then that was a Justin Steele game. He did real well. They only gave up, I think, one run in that one. And then uh Tyone went out there on a, another beautiful Sunday and kind of crapped the bed. Although people were saying and Technically, if you look at his line for that game, it's, it's not that bad. Like the strikeouts are there, but he didn't eat the innings that we've been promised. And he he lost the game also. Like he gave up runs and stuff. Only three were earned uh, anyway. But if you look at this game, I mean, or, or the that entire Rangers series, they you know, Rangers really sloppy with the defense. They had the five error game, yeah. if you recall. Uh, our pitching was good, so we, and we're taking advantage of the errors because only I think seven of those ten runs were earned on the Saturday. And of course, I'm mostly pissed that uh, on Easter Sunday the Cubs lost in front of my mother, and that is just unacceptable. It's the first really? game, first game back in the bleachers in years, and they lose. A beautiful to the Mariners. <laughs> yeah, no Rangers. No, that was the Rangers. 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 I've been well, getting th- them mixed up this entire week. Like, I don't know who I'm seeing. I'm like, A.O. West, what am I looking at? What is Who this? even are these people? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's well, weird. Some of them. So the Rangers are actually, technically, a good team. Uh, people expect them to be good. And uh, they had the same. But, like, so the Cubs seem to be rising to the occasion here a little bit at the beginning with, uh, you know, but I don't know. It's still pretty inconsistent. I yeah. don't want to get my hopes up before the Dodgers series, but I am going to LA. Complicatedly pleased at how well they did against the Mariners, which on paper do seem better than the Cubs. Right. So I I love the wins. I get excited for the wins and all that stuff. I don't get too down on the losses, but sometimes when I'm looking out at like social media or whatever, ooh, it's the man it's it's the second coming of everything like i don't know it's it's just like the world is hyperbolic it's fandom like nobody is expected to take any of this with you know with uh any kind of logic 
you know, we, we're supposed to be illogically mad and illogically happy when they win or lose. Like, that is kind of your job as a fan. What annoys me is the people that, like, for example, Jameson Tyone on Sunday goes out is not very good. You know, just not right. very solid. It just, it was. Yeah, I was just, watching that game. going to lose he, a game like that. Didn't look great. Yeah, it didn't look great. Doesn't pass the eyeball test. Wasn't fun to watch. Gave up runs, even though like the defense was shoddy that next because then it was the Cubs turn to look like crap in the field. But um, you know, I did. I just didn't like what I saw out of out of Tyone. But everything I see on social media is how that he was actually good. <laughs> you know, like actually he's working some things out. That was a solid performance, and I'm like, well. Not really, you know, so that's more of like a middle of the road fandom. And I'm being like, damn it, this is a terrible signing. Four years they got this guy for <laughs> just, you know, just miss tear up the contract now and DFA him and just don't make me see it again. You know, like that's where I'm going. And all these people are like, no, he's, he's working it out. He's doing what he's supposed to. Blue pits falling in, not a lot of hard contact. You know, it's that getting nickeled and dimed to death, you know. Oh, my God. I love how. When I, I don't know, it's all about like the, the contact, the exit velocity, the hard hits and all this stuff. I do understand these stats do mean stuff, but my God, we have seen a lot of bloop hits for base hits, uh, driving in runs, like a lot of shit like that. So far this year, we've seen our share of, you know, dongs, but not from the uh, Cubs, well, no. No, not from the Cubs. <laughs> but it does seem like there's a lot of just stuff. I don't you can't know. Get hitting home runs around here. You get put on the bench. Yeah. Yeah, I, exactly. I, yeah. You hit I, a home run, you're you're sitting tomorrow, wisdom. You're sitting tomorrow, Nelly Flow. Yep. Ride the pie, Change, you home run. Changing grand slam. Yeah. Punished with the bench. I'd like <laughs> I could slap well, somebody. It happened in the Rangers series too, because Patrick Wisdom, and this was kind of driving me nuts also about the loss. Patrick Wisdom hit a home run on Saturday in the Saturday game against the Rangers. One of those part of those 10 runs. Then the next day he sat while Mancini played right and did not look good out there at all. Like he made a bad play out of right field. I was like, Oh, I thought he played the outfield. I guess not. He's probably one of those dudes you hide and left like half or something. Then, then uh, they had magical again out there at third base takes 50 steps to freaking throw the ball. And then it was kind of like this. You know how, like, when Boog does radio, he's a great broadcaster, and when he does TV, he's terrible. When Magical plays second base, it looks totally fine. It looks yeah. completely normal. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, he's a second baseman. He's a second baseman. He, he doesn't have to throw with any effort over to first base. It looks totally normal. So it's like, and I've been really questioning some of these moves. I mean, uh, some some of these roster moves because a, I'm wondering where the hell is Nelly Flo this entire time? You know, he's yeah. down there. He's down there killing it. Triple A, actual outfielder who destroyed spring training. They had room. All they had to do was just put him on the fucking team. Who's making these decisions? Any idea? Like, is this coming no. down? Here's my question. Is this a Grandpa Lossy or is this coming down from uh, from the, you know, the analytics department and saying, this is what we think is the right thing. Here's today's lineup. Get out, you know, like, do, 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 do computer. <laughs> it spits it out. And like, what do you think is happening? Because 
I don't know. I will say this. I have been on the fuck Hosmer ever since the beginning. Just we don't need him. And I still believe that. Like, we don't need him. They could dump him and just put Mancini over there all the time and not put Mancini out in the outfield. Uh, but Hosmer has actually been kind of good here recently over this last week. I've been lefty, yeah. righty platoon. He's doesn't hitting, kill you. I mean, he's hitting like 300 right now and he's playing a, a decent first base. But yeah, it's, I still want to hate him. But like when I'm literally watching him, I'm like, eh, he's actually seems like he's okay. I don't know. I wouldn't go so far as to say okay, but I will provide grudging respect for the bad ball that he hit for like an actual hit. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, like, the one- I mean, like there was, he had no business swinging at that ball, but sure, it's a hit. Why not? Good job, buddy. Well, the Cubs are getting nickel and dimed a little bit, but they're nickel and dime in a bunch of teams too. So you know they don't have a lot of strikeouts. Like I'm going to give you some comparative stats uh, when we do like a bit of a Dodgers preview later. But um, you know it's it, yeah, this is good from Facebook oh, user right. Hosmer will have a good month. Right. Put that back up or so, and like he did in San Diego, just let it ride. And it's true. And it may, maybe you find somebody to trade him, something to trade him for. People will get yeah. excited. But I don't know. No, and that would be great. And and I am not advocating for Hosmer to still be on this team. I am still of the opinion that he should not be. I'm just saying, as much shit as I, you know, kind of pile on him when I see him, when I'm watching him right now, I'm like, well, he's he's doing okay at the moment. I can't well, I can't complain too much about and he had that one he's like he's going to be on the team. I'm not even talking about those guys. I'm talking about why we're looking at Mr. Boner out there in right field. Thank that you. Is what I, yes. Why we're why looking did at Mr. Boney start today? Why? I don't know. Because like he, explain to me in tiny little words why Master Boney started in right field. I, it makes no sense. And so especially cuz I listen, I just want to show everybody that I here's my receipts on this. You know, I'm sitting there saying days and days ago, if only the Cubs had an experienced right fielder on the 40 man who could fill in, well, say is out because I'm retweeting Michael Ernst, who says this is just a ground ball single up the middle, but it's 111 miles per hour off the bat from Nelly V. Yeah. Um, And he did nothing but hit down there. Then like the next day, I'm saying the same thing. If only the Cubs had a right fielder, triple A, because I'm watching. Trey Mancini suck. I'm watching Mr. Boner out there suck. And I'm like, but we have actually a guy. So then. <laughs> and, you're, and you're watching Patrick Wisdom be better than those guys. But that means that Madrigal is playing third. And you're like, what the fuck is going on over here? Yeah. Then finally <laughs> the Cubs get wise. They recall Nelson Velasquez just yesterday. And he uh, actually, no, it was the, Monday the day before he, was yeah. the travel yeah. day. Yeah. Monday. But he, he, I, maybe, maybe did he have an at bat on Monday? I don't think he did. Yeah. So they, they don't use him though. Apparently he was there, but they don't put him in right field. I forget who started, but it was probably Mr. Boner and, or I don't know. I don't know who it was, but it uh, doesn't matter. It wasn't Nelly. Finally, they give him the start yesterday. Does nothing but go. Three for four hits in a grand slam to put the Cubs in. In that's a high leverage moment. I don't care if it's oh, the third yeah. inning. You got the game on the line. You got seven runs scored on you. You have a chance to go ahead with a big freaking bat right now. And it's and his first it. at bat, right? Yeah, like yeah. that's his first at bat at Wrigley Field as a Chicago Cub. Now, you know, so like, yeah, that is amazing. A huge moment. 
And then yep. the next day, I look at Twitter, and here's a tweet I see right away from Crawley. How the hell is Nelson Velasquez not in the starting lineup today? Hashtag Cubs. Like, yep. So I feel like this is some sort of old school bullshit, dumbass hazing. Rookie comes up, has a good first day, and you sit him the next day just so he doesn't get a big head. You know what I mean? Like, it, that's what it feels like because I've seen way I've seen this happen way too many times for it to feel like, well, it didn't look, I don't think he was going to be good against this pitcher. You know what I mean? So we sat him because we thought we had a better matchup or whatever. I've actually seen this happen a number of times. You're saying wisdom. I don't know why he sat because he wouldn't be hazed, but it's just weird shit. And you're just like, why are they doing well, this? Well, Joe used to do the opposite. The moment you get to town, you're on the you're on the field. Joe Madden used to do the exact opposite. And this is what Terry East says. They well, plan to Joe send Velasquez on the road, though. Remember? But he would do every. I mean, he'd do whatever the hell he felt like. Right? If it if his no, like, but Joe he, Joe would also do that thing where somebody would have a great day, and then the next day he'd be on the bench. He'd be on the bench. Yeah, it, he exactly. Used to drive you crazy with that crap. But here's what Terry E says. They plan to send Velasquez down when Suzuki is back, so they aren't going to give Nelly too much time. Yeah, but why not give him the time you can? Like right. that, that doesn't, doesn't make mean... any sense. Yeah. You so, can you can say it, you could be right, it could be exactly what they're talking about. It still doesn't make any fucking sense. We're not talking on here about, well, this is what they're gonna do. We don't give a fuck. We know what they're gonna do, and we disagree. Yeah. Well, and that's I was telling that to Pavel today in the stands. I'm, comments are going crazy right now. We know Nelson was on the team last year. It was his first at bat as a Chicago Cub this year. Yeah, we, yeah, we, we met this year. Oh, year. that's right. He was. Yeah, the, yes, he was on the team He's last in like year. Like seventy is, games or something. He got called up from being on. Yes, right. Yes, but he yeah, he was in Triple A. We met of the year. Yeah. Well, let's talk. Do you have a Mariners poem? I do. Because we should move on to to this series because we're already in it. Oh, you need new fighter. you need new music, don't you? Uh, do I? Uh oh, he forgot to write a poem. <laughs> no, I've got it. I've I'm I don't know why it's not up. Oh, I sh oh, fuck. Okay, hold on. Live TV, everybody. Live TV. Live TV. Here we go. Sorry, because uh, oh, and I do have it over here, and I can show it to you guys. I just my old ass. Man, eyes can't read that shit on that little yeah. screen. All right. The Northwest comes to the north side. Long flights, long games. After nine, it was tied. Clown ball brought to you by Manfred Mann. Mariners can't do it, but Horner can. Cubs walk it off after 10, rolling out of the weekend. The Wes continues to struggle pitching. He left in the second with fans bitching. Down seven, where do you go? Put guys on the bases for Nelly Flow. Grand Salami, then Cubs keep hitting. Green sea foam is just fishes shitting. <laughs> Stroman back throwing, but giving up runs. Only two, but the Cubs offense was already done. Stroman continues throwing well, even though he is stuck with the L. Maybe if they'd played Nelly Flow, the fans could have sung Go Cubs Go. It was some good news today. Looks like Hap is here to stay. On the extension, he signed the letters. But now his trade value is better. 
Yeah, can you imagine they trade? <laughs> they they side him just to trade him. Uh, well, we got the extension it's, done. Is worth a I lot mean, more. It was the most insane thing. And I, you know, I don't know. We'll if you talk about it later. We're we'll talking. About, I don't want to talk about Hap yet. We'll get to. Okay, Hap. let's not talk about Hap yet. Yeah. So, let's talk but about we get, let's talk about this Mariners series. Cubs win three to two. Extra innings. Nico gets his f- first walk off. Wears the hat. Then uh, the fourteen to nine crazy comeback and just like feeling great. And then today, I, we kind of already talked about it. I feel like it's a lineup flaw. But one thing I wanted to put up about this lineup situation is I, let's juxtapose Tuesday versus Wednesday. So here's your lineup on Tuesday. Everybody had a hit except for Wisdom, who took two walks. You had three hits from Nelson Velasquez, four hits from Swanson, who unfortunately uh, had a little leg tightness, had to get taken out of the game, but it sounds like he'll be fine. You had two hits each from Gomes, Bellinger, Mancini, and Horner. Magical got into the act when Swanson came out, got a hit, got a hit. So anyway, everybody's hitting last night. Today, I'm going to put up the lineup. So you have Wisdom at third towards the bottom of the order. Uh, now now you have same thing, Wisdom at third towards the bottom of the order. Um, but you put Mastroboni in right. You've got Madrigal second. So basically Horner and Madrigal, which are basically the same. Like Nick Madrigal is Nico Horner light, basically. Yeah. Like he is he, – he's – the same contact skills as Horner, but with way less power. So you got the same guy right in a row. And then, um, you know, I know Hap is your flaker, but we'll, we'll get to him in a second. But it's just like, I'm not saying that the guys like day to day are going to hit, but it just seems like where you made your outs in this lineup with your Master Boney and your Madrigal, you know, he got a hit. So, and they actually each got two of the five hits. So I shouldn't even say that it's that bad. But they were single. Like, they didn't do anything. And then when you get to that point in today's game where you have two on and Mastroboni up, you don't go get Nelly Flow because you're going to play some stupid-ass righty-lefty thing and think that that's the way to go with it. I saw Mastroboni go into the dugout, and I was like, oh, yes, they're going to pinch hit for him. Here comes Nelly Flow. He's going to do it again. He's going to hit a three-run homer. Cubs are going to go up. They're going to win this one, too. But instead, Master Modi came out and grounded out weekly to first. Um, yeah, it's it's insane. I Now, Did I will push back a little bit. All? Huh? What's that? Nelly didn't play at all today? No, he did not play. No. Not even, not even late in the game just to get him in a bat. I'm going to slap somebody in the face. <laughs> Makes no sense. Um, no, well, I will. I, I understand what you're saying about uh, Horner and Madrigal being basically the same hitter. But if you put two guys on with the kind of contact that they can right at the top of the order, that is actually maybe good if you've got the guys at your three and four spot that can hit homers, drive them in, all of that stuff, which which it should uh, be hap. That's your best hitter hitting third. So, I mean, I'm not going to take the, the only thing I'm mad about this. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty about it. It's that master bony was the right fielder. <laughs> like that's the only thing that, oh, and nice. I just feel like if you put somebody else in there who has a little bit more power, where that was Rios. He, he's a left-hander. Yeah, I know. Put wisdom in right and let Rios play third. There's your lefty pop. You do not need master bony. Because he is also now, if you got if you got magical as Nico Horner light, 
then Master Boney is the, I don't know, what's less than light? Dollar store Edwin Rios? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dollar, yeah, exactly. Not dollar store Edwin Rios. I'm just Rios. saying, and who knows what's going on with it. Maybe it is hazing, like you said. I don't know, but it just didn't make any sense to me, and it just felt like one of those things. We already won two or three. Let's just get out of here and l- take the is, pedal off the or the gas. Is, is mas- so Master Boney in just, what, 10 games like or 11 games, Master Boney is the new McKinstry. Yeah. He's the guy that keeps getting fucking sent out there every day. Nobody knows why. Nobody has any clue what is fucking going on in the dugout, in the front office, anywhere in that Cubs organization that they keep sending him out there. Yeah. So um, I did want to point out in that uh, extra inning game, and Michael and I were kind of going back and forth on this on a text thread because basically Michael does the the Cubs pod for this one and goes magical steals third base, which technically that's what it says in the box score. Magical stole third base. And everybody on Twitter, yay, magical stole third base. I'm sitting there going, Magical got his ass picked off second base and barely made it to third. And what a dumb bonehead move after you've shut down the, 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 you know, they had bases loaded in the top of the 10th. I'm for sure uh, that this game is going to get blown wide open by the Mariners on Monday. Instead, freaking Keegan Thompson nails, figures it out, gets gets the win despite not pitching very well. That's how baseball goes. But so, and then I, I get confirmation. Stan Cruset at Cruset on Twitter was great. Follow says LMFAO. Y'all don't seriously believe that was on magical, right? Brash fucked up. He was picked off, had him in hell. No man's land that fails 999 out of 10,000 times. I think he meant a thousand times. Because no, I, no, I actually think that might be the correct uh, number. Because I'm taking the opposite side of this. And and this is where we were kind of going back and forth. When I so and maybe there's another angle of this that shows it different, but what I saw was Madrigal took off a little too early. But he didn't get picked off of second. When you told me this, because as everybody knows, I don't watch clown ball. I did not see this happen live. But you're going to miss every Cubs walk-off just because you're just stubborn. Don't give a shit. Do not give a shit. Fuck the Manfred, man. It's never happening for me. Uh, but um, but no, so you said he gets picked off second. Well, when I watch, he didn't get picked off a second. He took off running. I thought you meant like he was standing there and uh, no, the he just he left too early and caught him in no man's land. Either way, he, he screwed run. up. He screwed up. No, he fucking took off running. Now, did he take off a, a little too early? Yeah, That's which is it. called screwing up. No, but it wasn't. Okay, maybe I'm just getting caught on the wording. He didn't get picked off a second. Like, was it the best go? Maybe not. But at the same time, he forced these guys to do something. The fucking pitcher didn't know what to do. He literally didn't know what to do. And then he makes a really shitty throw to a third baseman who was playing forward and never moved back when he started to run and started to move back. And so the pitcher throws to where he was and he's already moved back. So he's got to jump forward. It was a mess on their side. And 
I'm saying more power to you, Madrigal. Like, maybe you went a step too early. It was a little, but fucking, I, I liked it. Like it Bill Suggins says, so basically should have been caught stealing. Yes, he should. If if the if the Mariners were playing like if they were could execute a day, the damn play, he is out. That's all I'm saying. That if, but when you do that, you sometimes force people to uh, do crap, dumb crap. But you're the already the Manfred man standing on second base. You're there's nobody out, and you're and you're trying to steal third. What's the point of it? I I will. Absolutely agree with that because he should have been able to score on the base hit. Even he if he didn't need to be on third, he didn't need to be on third unless they were, <laughs> unless they were literally working for a, a sack fly. I think part of it <laughs> is that I don't like Nick Madrigal yet. And I, maybe I will eventually. And so anything that, that he does, even when it ends up being good, I'm going to look for the negative, the negative right. in it. No. And, As, and, I mean, was that the the most beautiful, most perfect thing ever? No, he got going a little early, so he could have. He absolutely could have gotten caught. Yeah, but that's what, that's all I'm saying. But you're pushing. You are pushing that, and you know we've seen. I've seen Javi do it many times, and yeah. we would have loved that he did it because you just compared like, Javi to Nick Madrigal, so you can be quiet now. Like, no, you, <laughs> you, no, you're, you're done. I'm kind of offended by that, honestly. <laughs> Exactly. I'll take that criticism. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> um, so more positives in this. Drew Smiley bounced back real big. He's throwing a knuckle curve now, apparently. Well, he always had a curveball, but I guess this is a knuckle one. He threw them all game. Oh, and 39 really- out of 76 pitches, knuckle curve. It was a curveball. Amazing. The fifth and- inning, he threw 11 straight to strike out the first two batters. Well, whatever works, man. It was insane. It's- <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. Oh, and then the only bad thing is uh, Wes Nasty was pretty nasty in the bad way, though. I felt bad for him. I mean, like, I'm sitting here going, yay. It was hard for me personally. I'm, like, over here in Seattle now. I've been sort of rooting for the Mariners as my junior league team. And this is a really painful series because, like, I wanted everybody to win. Um, so it was like good to see the Mariners doing fun things because when they do fun things, I get to go to fun baseball games. And unfortunately that meant that West Nasty had a really bad day. Yeah. Oh man. Well, and th- but actually it was the best of both worlds because you got to see the Mariners do a lot of great things. Uh, and then the Cubs did even better things. And so, so, fun. <laughs> so this was funny because I was getting ready to go to the gym. I was going out for, I was going to run to the gym, do a workout, all this stuff. And of course I put in my headphones and go to turn on the game and it's seven to one. And I'm like, yeah, fuck that. I'm listening to podcast. <laughs> I'm not watching this game. And then <laughs> like two hours later, I'm back from the gym and, and my son is like, are you listening to the game? I'm like, no. He's like, yeah, they're they're winning ten to eight. I'm like, what the fuck? You missed it. <laughs> well, yeah, maybe you're bad luck. Maybe they needed you too. I now. did not like, turn the game on for that reason. I was like, I'm not gonna <laughs> fuck this up. I am not turning the game on and fucking this up. And then today I said, uh, you know, loss incoming because this is the Cubs karma loss is gonna come because I watched today and I'm gonna get punished for not seeing the game yesterday. 
Yeah, I know. I have those thoughts too. Like, don't, <laughs> don't sit, don't leave this chair while they're rallying. I'm sitting in the rally chair. It's obvious I'm affecting this. Um, yeah, and then uh, you know, I, I guess today I don't really want to talk about too much. But eat, eat the meatloaf again. Stroh still. Okay, I miss this whole meatloaf thing. Please, like, give me Joe, the, the rundown. Joe Madden. We've been saying it on this show forever because, and really, it's Joe Madden that said it originally. Yeah. Joe Madden. The, there's a meatloaf song that's called Two Out of Three Ain't Bad," and so every time that the Cubs would win the first two games of the series. Then you'd be like, okay, what are they going to do? Are they going to get the sweep or, or are they going to eat the meatloaf? And they just kept – they ate uh, the meatloaf all all series. Sundays. Joe played for the meatloaf. He would fucking put out some of the dumbest lineups in those third games that I've yeah, ever seen. and that's what we saw today. So apparently – I mean, the last manager Rossi played under was Joe Madden, and he's like, hey, well, that guy won the World Series. What? I'm going to do exactly what he had. he does. Let me put out the dumbest lineup I possibly can. Miles Mastroboni, you're DH. <laughs> you know, like, Nick Madrigal, you, you play right field. Like, I don't know, like, just dumb. So why don't we do a little uh, rakes, flakes, throws, blows, and then take a little commercial break. Um, I right. will. Uh, I'm, I'm going I'm to play the drop. Today I'm going to show you how to rake. How do you rake? How do you rake? Well, the way you rake is to just be good over the last seven days. We do it real short, small bits so that we can really overreact to shit. Uh, so the rakes over the last week, the biggest raker has been Nico Horner. With his 444 OBP and 440 slugging on 10 hits and only one walk in 26 plate appearances. Uh, one of those hits was the walk-off. So, I mean, you got that going for you, right? And a new hat. Yeah. But, yeah, so his uh, 884 or whatever uh, OPS, that's the best on the team. For mm. anybody who's actually played a lot. Like, obviously, you have right. Nelly Flo has like it. He's at like 2,500 or some yeah. shit like that. Because he only got to play one day and he just did nothing but hit. So he had to yeah. sit on the bench. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. But uh, 880 is not really that good of an OPS over these one week time periods where, like, we're often over a thousand. Yeah. So it's true. All right, how about a flake? I haven't worried about flakes since my grunge days. Remember them? Okay, this is a tight one because both Patrick Wisdom and Ian Happ are battling for the lowest OPS on the team over the last week. Happ is at 530. Wisdom is at 516. Both of them have drawn three walks, so that's good. Uh, You know, Happ has no dongs, but Wisdom has one, right? So lower OPS, but he does have the dongs, so, you know. Uh, of course, Wisdom is struck out 10 times and Hap only Yikes. five. So, uh, you know, so the flakes, I mean, it's really a dead heat. So I've decided I'm going to kick Hap when he's up because Hap signed the extension. He's happy. I'm going to say you're a flaker on the week that you get the best news that you've had since you've been a Cub uh, just because I don't want, I mean, poor Patrick Wisdom. Uh, He's going to be on this list again, probably, but well, he's I, never going to get a contract. Yeah, it's a shame that Patrick is uh, striking out at that clip again, because that was the knock on him. And I wonder if they'll, you know, that's why Morel's down there in yeah. the minors. The difference is that 
uh, he's walking now too. Like he does strike out at a at a very high rate, but he is actually walking. He's seeing the ball pretty well, and that's something that I don't think we saw. So, you know, maybe it's a little extended leash as long as he it's not just home run or strikeout. Like he can sprinkle in the walks there. Yeah. But. Um. Yeah, and I I wonder if just this contract extension hanging over happened, him thinking about it and getting that deal done. Probably he's finishing the game and talking to his agent. Okay, what did they say? What are we looking at? Maybe some of that's been hanging over his head, causing him some nerves. I know he's a pretty sensitive dude. Um, yeah, and, and Terry, he says he's got a no trade in his extension. Yeah, Thank we're going to talk about it after the break and uh, really get into – I mean, there's really no details. It's very one of the more straightforward contracts that we've seen in a long time, to be honest. <laughs> but uh, let's do a thrower. Throw my hands to the Lord. Throw right, up to so, the Lord. Yeah, despite the loss today, Strowman absolutely gets his throws. Uh, he's pitched 18 innings. And only giving up two runs while striking out 20 batters. Teams are hitting 161 against him in that time frame. And, you know, and I was watching him today. And even in some pretty dirty innings, he looked pretty comfortable and was getting through them pretty well. Uh, You know, it's just too bad that the Cubs couldn't score anything fucking, you know, to to get him the win today. Uh, And then the bull penis. I mean, they should all just get throws, all of them. But I'm going to single out one guy to say good things about, and surprisingly, it's Mark Leiter Jr., the third Esquire. Uh, He has a zero ERA so far. He struck out seven, only given up two hits. Um, I mean, that's great. But the only bad thing is he he has walked three batters in four and two-thirds innings. I, I'm really surprised by Mark Leiter. I, I, there are okay. Maybe, maybe you guys have a different opinion about this, but there are like three or four bullpen guys that when they go out there, I just expect the worst. But it hasn't been that way this year. Like they've, for the most part, been coming the up only, pretty good, you know, the, with the exception of Merriweather, who got absolutely rocked, and uh, today with giving up those two giant home runs but you know well he got rocked really bad in his first appearance and then he yeah. kind of had a couple of okay games and then he got fucking rocked again yeah maybe it's possible that julia merriweather is not a good pitcher and that there's a reason <laughs> that he's been kicked off of other teams at this point so uh, how about a blower you just put your lips together and blow always uh, funny Sadly, this is going to be two guys I had some really high hopes for. Uh, on the starter side, it's Hayden Wisniewski. I mean, he struggled against uh, the Reds when he came out, uh, but he did better there than he did against the Mariners. Um, I mean, he just, man, you know, they keep talking about this extra mile and a half uh, velocity that he's got. It makes me wonder if he's throwing. If too straight. He, He's throwing too straight, right? He's throwing too hard in order to get that extra mile and a half, but it's it's taking the, I don't know, the effect of whatever spin he had out of his pitch. I don't know. It's, unfortunately, he was better last year. He was better last year. And then this year, all of a sudden, 
he's throwing it faster and he's just getting crushed because these guys can hit anything, you know, if it's straight. Yeah, they're but really not, squaring him up. The Mariners really squared him up. He only lasted like an inning and a third. Yeah. And the other guy is Javier Assad. Uh, I had high, high hopes for him. I like Javier Assad. I think he should be a starter. Uh, they did not agree with me. They put him in the bullpen. He did not do well. They've sent him back to AAA. Hopefully, I mean, I've heard that they're stretching him out. Right, that they're stretching him out, and then maybe he'll get to come back. But, uh, you know. Well, if Wisniewski keeps having trouble, it might be a side over Wisniewski, and Wisniewski will be the one that will go down there and figure out how to throw his sweeper slider fast down there. Could be, but yeah, I, I'm a big Assad fan, and I, he provides a lot of depth. You also have to remember that I guess Hendricks's rehab is going pretty well, so he's going to slide in at some point as well. So it, it's possible that Javier Assad is not great out of the pen. You know, maybe that's the idea. They're like, "What are we doing? He shouldn't be up here." You know, maybe you'd go with a different kind of long man. You already got Keegan doing it. You can do it with Alzali. Do you really need? Three different, yeah. I don't think you do. Maybe you do. Depends on how your pitch, how your starters are doing. Like, well, and, and like Keegan Thompson has had some okay. You know, had he's had some moments, but he's also not been great. Like, I don't know. He's he's a little bit scary when he goes out there too, especially when you know that they're going to give him three innings every time he goes out. Because so like he makes it through the inning, and you're like, ooh. And you're like, oh, shit, he's coming back. Yeah, and it was kind of surprised me. I was talking uh, on Twitter with uh, Bleacher Nation. I assume it's Brett that's tweeting uh, usually uh, at that account. But, you know, we were talking. He was sick about, you know, getting nickeled and dimed to death on these little blue pits. And, uh, you know, I hate that, too. Who doesn't? But um, I said, well, we don't really have, like, the swing and miss stuff out of the bullpen because nobody's really dialing it up there that fast. And I guess they went and looked it up, Because, and it's true. We're sixth in strikeouts. Cubs are sixth, and it doesn't seem like we would be. Yeah. But it's you know, but it's guys like Alzali, who's averaging more than a strikeout an inning right now. You know, it's, it's, it's dudes like them that are really ramping up. Fulmer, a lot of stri- his outs are coming via the strikeout. So it's like oh. almost a little surprising because Stroman. Well, no, Nobody, the, the bullpen that we're talking about. Oh, you're just bullpen. talking about – oh, you're talking only about the bullpen. Okay. Well, I, I was surprised that Stroman is striking as many people out as he is right now because he he doesn't throw hard. And he's kind of that guy that, you know, tries to get the, the, the weak hits so that you can, you know, work on defense. But, yeah, he's actually been, uh, I don't know, confusing some hitters here recently this this season he he i don't want to say i'm surprised but this is the guy that they i think they were really hoping they were getting when they got him and, and he hasn't quite been this until now yeah which this is his last year <laughs> yeah no they're definitely trading marcus stroman if the cubs are a 500 team even or, if- or he's gonna opt out if he has a good season because he can well, that's which is pay. why you should trade his ass because then you yeah. get something for him instead of him just opting out and you get nothing. So, um, uh, well, we're going to take a uh, quick break 
And uh, and we'll be right back. This is a, a commercial for Patreon. Uh, you can join us at patreon.com slash sunranto. Win monthly prizes. Uh, be a part of an awesome group on the Discord channel. And uh, where we're having game watches and uh, and uh, post-game chats and post-show chats like we will have right after this show. Um, so become a Patreon subscriber and do that. Patreon.com slash sunranto. We'll be right back. All the cool kids. All over Chicagoland, there are thirsty, frazzled, overworked Cubs podcasters who are struggling to survive one more baseball season in the dog-eat-dog world of unpaid content creation. But it doesn't have to be this way. You can make a difference. Become a super ranter at patreon.com slash sunranto where your support ensures that poor, sad, pathetic, ugly, loser Cubs podcasters can pay for tickets and beer and in turn line the pockets of the baseball agarch Ricketts family. Just $1 a month can buy a scorecard. $5 a month can pay for guitar strings to write a Cubs song. And $10 a month almost buys one beer at Wrigley Field. Cubs content creators are the lowest pieces of pond scum garbage that slither over the face of this planet. But super ranters help them get drunk and screw off at baseball games. What do you get out of it? The Sun Ranto Show delivered to your podcatcher without stupid advertisements like the one you're seeing and hearing right now. Plus, at other Super Ranter levels, you can get Cubs music, access to private Sun Ranto pages, the Ranter calendar, and special thanks and Ranter recognition in our live broadcasts, plus eligibility for monthly prizes. What does Sun Ranto get out of it? Your money. For tickets and beer. Go to patreon.com slash sunranto. That's patreon.com slash sunranto. And become a super ranter today. Welcome back to the <laughs> Sun Ranto show. <laughs> that, was a, that was one of the best entrances I've ever seen, IFG, on this show. Walking backwards. <laughs> so um <laughs> so just a just a couple of things before we preview the dodgers uh and um first of all i want to point out that we're going to have a game watch in for the patreon subscribers in the discord on friday night's west coast trip cubs playing the dodgers it's going to be a late night we're going to sit together get drunk and talk about the cubs and uh for, that'll be friday night starting at 9 p.m so if you're a patreon member come hang out with us on friday um but uh, yeah let's get into the z and hap extension pretty straightforward no trade clause three years 61 million he'll be 31 years old and uh our fr- friend of the show my good friend michael cerami He's the one that broke the news. Source, the Cubs and Ian Happ are making progress on an extension, and then he had the news that they did it, and then everybody else picked it up. Three years, $61 million. Um, Nobody's happier than Bleacher Jeff. I texted with him immediately, and he, they're BFFs. Yeah, I was going to say, I, I, Sarami and, and Bleacher Jeff are like just sitting in a bar somewhere right now, and they're just constantly high-fiving each other while drinking. IFG, what do you think? Is this the move with all the the young guys that are supposedly coming up to play his position? I don't know, man. I I mean, like, 
You sign Ian Happ because Ian Happ's a good player. I don't know if he you sign Ian Happ because you're building a team around Ian Happ. Um, you know, he's pretty good, and you'd rather have him than have, let somebody else have him, but I don't think he's like that keystone or anything. And he's I have to admit, I'm a little bit sad that I don't get to see who's going to pay more for him. Yeah, well, because then he'll be 31 when he gets out of it, and at that yeah, point he I'm won't. Be, this this is his big contract. The only thing I was surprised is that a it wasn't a little bit longer. You know that I think that you know the one year on Nico that doesn't even feel like an extension. I know it technically is, but it doesn't feel like it. And half for three years when you're done at 31, you're like you couldn't have done till he's like 33. Like, like that was. It's all very unimpressive. Yeah, it's just kind of like I, I'm happy for Hap. I mean, he's getting his money. He's getting $20 million, but I think he could have done better. And uh, But here's what we got for Ian Hap. Here's what he's done in Chicago so far. Um, despite what he having a bad week, he has been good this year thus far. He had a great year last year. Um, he's been inconsistent, has been the knock on him. He's hit as many as 25 home runs. Uh, as few as 11 <laughs> well that with less at bats but he's got pop he's he's unfortunately uh when when he came up to bat today and the third uh, it, as the third batter i told um pavel i'm like this is our best hitter this is our best hope at something right now and i'm like ooh like that's not to have ian hat be your best hitter right now doesn't feel not great. the best yeah because he's not the best he certainly wouldn't rake as the in the, even in the top 20 in the major leagues but no. he's our best hitter i you know in and his lineup yeah and i think ifg said it exactly right i mean he's he's a good player if you sign him because he's the because you already have like three or four other guys that you know and you're like well we got to keep this guy around for this then Sure, great signing. Otherwise, I don't know why either party decided to do this. It doesn't make any sense. The Cubs have nothing but outfielders coming up. Uh, no, no guarantees there, though. I mean, we know that much. You know, that's much. Uh, well, I mean, us. True, that's true. But I piss everybody off right now. Ian Happ's not a great left fielder. I'm sorry. No, he's a great it's left not that he's fielder. He's not a great left fielder. It's no, he is. Guy. He no, he that, that's wrong. He's a great left fielder. He's not a great outfielder. He's not a great outfielder, and I would say he's not even a great left fielder because he doesn't have the arm to be an outfielder at any position. Right? He just doesn't. And yeah, I can see that. Yeah, is he ever going to do a Kyle Schwarber throw the guy out at home plate from the corner kind of thing? They, no, they will Absolutely run on not. his ass. All the time from left field, you you saw it in uh, the last series. You know, uh, you know, a pop fly guy on third. He's running because there is a really good chance that Hap, if he can get it there on time, it's not going to be. Uh, it's not going to be like online. You know, John, like John Pickett writes in prospect pervert guy. Come on, Cotton. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then uh, John Pigas also says, uh, but is he going to fall down a bunch like Schwarber? <laughs> Maybe. 
I mean, we've seen him do some weird stuff out there. No, he's you know what? Kyle might have fallen down a bunch of times in the outfield, but also he could throw a bananas assist, and you don't see that every day. Yeah, and that's always kind of been my knock on Ian Happ is that he just doesn't have the arm for outfield. That's it. Yeah, he's got the arm for anywhere in infield, I think, but just outfield. Throwing home, that's tough. That's really hard to do. You know, I'm not saying he's a bad player. I'm saying that the thing that they want him to do is physically fucking hard, and just not everybody can do it. Yeah. Now, on the other hand, there's not a whole lot of other options out there. You know, coming up next year's free agent class is to Shohei Otani and Ian Happ and nobody else. So... Now you got guys. And that, now it's not even happening. Yeah, and if and maybe you can get some if you want to do some trades. You, if we have lots of young outfielders, everybody the prospect. There's no more. There's no one more prospect perverty than the general managers of all these baseball teams. Like oh, that yeah, is you're right. Because yeah. if a guy comes up and actually performs and is great, they hate him because it means they got to pay him lots of money. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know that's true. <laughs> yeah, but if, but if they're cheap and young and we don't know what they're going to do yet, like they're absolutely, absolutely in love with that. As but, long as they're Schrodinger's cat, it's their favorite <laughs> player. So let me put up some splits. I thought this was kind of interesting. Is I mean, the word is out that Ian Happ just crushes a great American ballpark. I know we don't play as many games against the division rivals as we did before, but, um, well, and, Ian, and it'll be another five months before we return. Now yeah, that we right. left. Really yeah. We'll be there in September. Ian Happ. He, he plays pretty well at Wrigley. He's got an 823 OPS. It's over 1100 at great American ballpark in Pittsburgh. It's 831. At Bush Stadium, it's 861. And the only place he doesn't do well in the Central has been Miller Park. So overall, like, you know, this is kind of a lot of this came out. He's played at Wrigley Field. He understands the fans. He's BFF with with Michael Cerami and Bleacher Jeff. You know, there's just a lot to like about this is a fan friendly move. And it's hey, all- I've, been, I've been an Ian Happ fan since he was a Eugene Emerald. Like I'm, I love Ian Happ. He's just not the keystone of the team. Like we need a, like he's not the guy. He's a guy. I, he's not the guy. I got someone for you. I got Tell a me. keystone. His name. Tell me. And, and he's already wearing the hat. Hmm? There we go. Oh. Shohei. Oh, look at that picture. Yeah. There's Please a nice. Let me with a good time. Yeah. He looks, he looks great in blue. Because really apparently, now this could be your keystone, okay? This is the keystone. Of, this changes everything, does it not? Like, it, it certainly does. So uh, so th- it comes out that the Cubs are the sleeper team for uh, Shohei Otani in that, what they're calling a free agent frenzy. And uh, several baseball executives have predicted this. They were the only team the Cubs were outside of the AL West and the NL West that were on Otani's original list when he left Japan six years ago. And certainly they have plenty of money to store it up. So they've told us it's all going to roll over. We're going to get the rollover Otani money. So that's the team that nobody's talking about, says one AL executive. I'm telling you, that's the team to watch out. I could easily see him going there. 
We'll see what happens, but that's his call. That's an AL executive. Give him everything. Give him an ownership stake in the league. Give him all of the profits from the sports book. I don't give a shit. Give him everything. Yeah, exactly. You can <laughs> live. You can live across the street at, at one of the rooftops. Um, no, that if you look, and there's been some word that I've heard that some of the Japanese players don't necessarily want to play on it. They want all the media. <laughs> attention for themselves in that market and right now you've got say a suzuki another japanese player who got lots of media attention it there were lots of japanese media at wrigley field last year i imagine they'll be back once he comes back which apparently will be maybe this weekend thank god because we need him um but i I, or i I would think that you'd want another japanese player to hang out with and maybe it's my understanding that shohei and Saya are kind of buddies, so that would be kind of cool. That'd be no, it's getting better all the time. Like it makes me want this so bad that I'm I'm not this guy. I'm not the guy that's gonna be like we have to get the big free agent because I never think we're gonna do it. I never think that there's a a possibility anymore. I've been now trained yet once again to know that we're not getting who we want. But this time, I'm about ready to get on this train and be like, no, we have to do this and he has to pick the Cubs even Absolutely. if it's less money than the Mets and the, the Yankees like the, back up the truck for this guy boop 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 and get everything. me some Otani get Wrigley Field because it will change everything now you're justifying your $30 beer bats now you're justifying the highest ticket price in baseball and now Tom Ricketts can walk around with his head held high and no one will be calling him cheap anymore because they backed up the truck for Shohei Otani and everything that they said was going to happen of being the best baseball franchise will come to pass please yeah please i've never <laughs> wanted anything more any and any chance they do it though <laughs> not a chance in hell but i can still keep asking <laughs> what do you, i'm curious what people think of the chat like um oh, robert sanchez well, says it's going to be a super creative contract Five years as a pitcher, eight years in as a hitter, and then the pitching contract has thresholds and all this stuff. I could see that being the case. Like, whatever it takes to to get him here. But I wanted to to point out, like Danny, you were talking about how it come out that oh yeah, uh, Japanese players don't want to play on teams with the other Japanese players for some reason, you know, blah blah blah. And the funniest thing I saw was somebody like tweeted. Oh yeah, uh, Japanese baseball has not been able to put together a team of all Japanese players for their entire existence. Yeah, exactly. We just <laughs> watched this in the world. Absolutely yeah. hilarious. No, no, that was no. I saw that too, and I was like, because it it had yeah, like a somebody team. was like, oh well, Japanese players can't play with other Japanese players because there's uh, etiquette and stuff, and yeah. it's like, yeah, that's Hierarchy. amazing. Fukuoka has been able to do it all these years. Yeah, they, they seem to pull it off. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. They, in fact, they won the World Baseball Classic with a bunch of Japanese players somehow. But Crazy. no, I, I, I think more, I mean, to me, it was more about the media spotlight that you'd want to have that on you and be like the sole player. But, you know, I don't know if any of that's true. Like, I, don't, I can't think of other I mean, teams. I, it, it's my understanding that, like, Otani didn't want to go to the Mariners because he didn't want to be overshadowed by the memory of Ichiro. But, like, Otani is a household name now. Like, he doesn't have that worry anymore. Nobody is going to upstage Otani. If if 
Dotani shows up on Seiya Suzuki's team, Seiya Suzuki's going to go, Shohei, this is your team now. Like, this is it's not a worry at any point. Shohei is the best baseball player ever. Everybody knows that. Like, that's not a thing anymore. I like what I'm seeing in the chat here. Um, Dominic says, uh, Stroman, Madrigal, Alcantara, Casey, Made, plus uh, 12 years, $600 million for Otani. So, so he's saying trade for him now and then extend. The old trade and extend. I mean, that... That's I'm one here of, for that. Um, and uh, I like uh, what Terry says. Jersey sales alone will make Otani worth it. I mean, yeah, I mean, th- you'll see Can a you lot. Can you imagine more. how much money I would throw at the Cubs if Otani were a Cub? I mean. The Cubs don't seem to care about jersey sales at all. Um, not with not with the teams that they've been putting out on the field for the last few years. Amazingly, they still somehow. I mean, I see Frank the Tank jerseys. Like people just are, they just buy jerseys. Like I, you know, no matter who's on the team, they they buy jerseys. Anyway, I'm all about it, and it seems that with my PJ Higgins jersey. Exactly, that's what I'm saying. Like you know, it's it's, this is a relatable thing. And then, uh, but the last thing I want to break up bring up in this section is that they can totally afford this uh, Otani because they are making so much money in beer bat sales. These things are 30 freaking dollars. And uh, the, all you get is, I think it's just two, it's basically two beers is what you get in in the bat. And uh, let and me just- $30 sh- is not craft beer, right? I don't, I believe it's just Budweiser. So yeah, let me show you, Budweiser. so let me show you, uh, my, my friend Alan, him and his girlfriend, Jess, at the end of the night, he brought home a bat. We didn't buy one, but we found one on the ground, and he brought this bat home, and then he filled it up with a regular cup, kind of like when they do those exposés when it's like the soup, whether it's a cup or a bowl, but it's really the same amount of soup. So check this out. This or this, $30. So that's Jess. She's got a pint glass, and she's pouring the pint glass of water in the beer bat. It's a little blurry for the people watching at home. And you can kind of see it's. Oh my God. It's only coming a couple of inches from the top. Generally hold. You're muted, Michael. So anything you were saying was. You you were muted when the video is playing. Okay. Yeah. No. So a pint glass is generally going to hold, you know, 16 to 17 ounces. And there was not enough left over uh, in that beer bat to get. All the way up to what they're saying, what twenty four ounces? Yeah. So Dominic says twenty two ounces of beer is a dollar thirty six an ounce. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Hey, cheaper, <clears throat> cheaper than weed. <laughs> but uh, the I mean, only thing I could see that being good for is that you could probably drill a little hole in the bottom of it, and then you have a. a like a, a, dong bong. Bong. A, dong a dong bong. A dong bong. I was sorry. I had to remember what IFG called it earlier. We got a dong bong. So you go back to your seat and you hold it up like this and you pop it and then you just suck that bitch down in like 40 seconds. Well, here's I got even worse news. So the, I've been fascinated with uh, some of the pores that people are coming out with their beer bats at Wrigley Field. Oh, so my God. I, all foam. 
Yeah, check this out. This poor guy, the bleachers, oh, just <laughs> I mean, gosh. maybe, maybe he's got eight ounces of beer in his bat because the thick part of the bat is completely foam. I would have put I would have given this back. Check yeah, out this. I would have been like, no, I thirty dollars. No way. Check out this woman from last night walking down at least four inches of foam on, on two both beers. of them. Um, yeah. She spent sixty dollars on those two things in her hands. Yeah. And then uh, here's me. I wanted to take a picture with when I was asking the guy about it. And I didn't make fun of the fact that he had a lot of foam in his bat, but he handed me a foam bat last night. And there I am with it. And that's. Oh, that's, that's what they should start calling them foam bats. Yeah. I mean, that is barely any beer at all in that. Yeah. bat. But you know, those guys were excited to get it. And I wasn't going to ruin their day because um, they're having a good time. But at the end of the game, um, me and uh, Alan, there we are. We're sword fighting with the bats. So that's going to be And I'm sure fun. you're not the only ones. This oh, has no, that... to be going on all over the place, right? And then who do I see on the way out of the stadium but Crane Kenny? And I'm like, Crane, I love the, I love the beer bats. Take a picture with me. And so me and Crane Kenny. And let me tell you, that is a face of a man who just sold a beer bat full of foam to idiots. Like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Look at that. There's a close-up. He's just like, these fucking clouds. What that a bunch smile of clouds. was on, the only thing that made him smile bigger was uh, when they broke ground on that uh, book on the other side of the field. On the sports book, yeah. Yeah, on the sports book. So I have, uh, to, I have to, before anything else, Cotton, pay attention. Dong bong. Oh, there it is. That's the... <laughs> Now, <laughs> I don't know what to think about that because I would, I definitely, definitely did some beer bongs back in the day, but I cannot imagine drinking anything out else out of a bong, out of a beer bong. Like it's just sounds horrible. Well, beer's kind of hard to chug. I mean, because you run a burp and you're just like, you know, it just like goes down. I I don't like chugging beer. I could chug Gatorade. You know, I could drink the whole Gatorade in five seconds, you know, easily. It's just sweet and goes down your gullet easy. Beer's hard. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've never tried a, a beer bong full of anything but beer. So... It just, when I look at it, it just makes me. Well, one thing we were talking about, you know, just dong bong, is we were talking about the beer bats. They're a pretty good shape, you know, like that that bottom end, you know, looking ribbed for your pleasure down there on the bottom with the handle. So you could, you know how, like, people sometimes, like, will put, like, a tampon full of uh, alcohol up their butt to get drunk with? Have you heard of this? So oh, you yeah. could cut a hole in the bottom of that uh the uh the beer bat and just like pour whatever down in uh you know well alcohol and get super wasted if you put whiskey down um something like that i mean you could die really is what Wait, you can, Danny, what can are happen. you saying dan he put that in your ass <laughs> yeah i'm saying i'm saying no, anal no, anal bead bats yeah. a beer bong with this thing by poking a hole in it and suck it out of it and you're like that's Put a great idea, like Michael. Bud light, bud light foam through Let's the shove it up our ass. <laughs> <laughs> the worst part about this idea, Danny, 
is the look in my eyes in this picture. Shoving a bat up your ass and pouring beer in there. The worst part is that you are going to need someone to help you do it. (laughs) And I feel so bad for that person. (laughs) You call them up, you're like, hey, you want to come hang out? (laughs) Got an idea. (laughs) Got something I want to try. Got something I need your help with. So, um, anyhow, that's just, that's, (laughs) that's just wild, but I figured it was a good way to end this segment. Um, so, uh, I'm going to play another commercial and this one is for Sunranto swag. We got lots of t-shirts, including the ones I'm wearing tonight. You can look this one up on Amazon that are bull penis. Awesome shirt. They exist. Plus we do a lot of great stuff with the people in, in the clutch. I want to show you a, a say a Suzuki shirt. That's pretty freaking awesome that maybe you'd want to buy uh, for his comeback this weekend. But I'm going to uh, play a quick commercial. We will be right back. Do you like having sex? Me too. That's why I always wear my Sunranto swag shirts every time I'm looking to get some. It's the only t-shirt guaranteed to get you laid. Knock boots in your shankless shirt. Bump uglies in a rancher long sleeve. Ride the skin-busted tuna town in a dabbing cubes fan shirt. Take old one-eye to the optometrist in your bull penis awesome attire. Or smash pissers in a spagog shirt. Sunranto swag shirts are just like people. There are many different sizes and colors to choose from. Plus, at Sunranto's Swag Store, you'll find Vintage John Baker Day, Designated Hater, and Matt Camerer drawn rally titty designs on everything from shirts and hoodies to baby onesies, bags, and hats. Go to sunranto.com slash swag and check out all the sexy styles guaranteed to get you laid. You'll be stuffing the soft taco in no time. sunranto.com slash swag guaranteed to get you laid. Wearing Sunranto Swag products not guaranteed to get you laid. Sunranto Swag is not responsible for your sex life. Sunranto Swag is for entertainment purposes only. We are back. Um, so I, I did want to share this uh, Seiya Suzuki shirt. It's pretty freaking awesome. Um, check check this out. What do you think of these IFG? They're only twenty bucks. Oh, I like that one on the uh, on the left there. The uh, the comic book one. Yeah, it, the. So you, the comic book one when he's like, I don't know, is that like a character from something that I, I don't know about? I have the faintest idea. The other one's supposed to look like Gundam Wing. Um, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking Gundam as well. Yeah. No, I like the uh, – my favorite one is the one that looks like a, a stamp. Yeah. It's got the Japanese flag. That's it. Yep. It's it. It's and uh, these are licensed too. They're licensed by MLBPA, so these are not knockoffs. And and uh, I just dropped a link in the chat. These are at In the Clutch, and um, yeah, you can just buy them there. If you use promo code Sunranto, uh, you then you get ten percent off, which would make these eighteen bucks, which ain't too bad. And these are high quality T shirts. So anyway, I think they're pretty cool. I I'm thinking of picking up the one, the comic book one. Um, and uh, yeah. the, the the one with the flag, I think that thing's pretty awesome. I don't really yeah. understand the other one. We yeah, it's just it's just Gundam Wing. It's based on an old anime. Yeah, and I think Danny, don't you? Uh, don't we get a, a small cut of this? Yeah, and then you're helping the Sun Retro Show. Yeah, we get right like four bucks or something like that every time and, you buy one. They barely make any money at all. Well, and over what I was going to say, and to be even better, unlike a lot of these other places, like we get a tiny bit and then some random stranger gets the rest of it. Like, uh, no, in, in Billy Divorce, Billy Divorce, yeah, he actually gets 
the money. So you kind of, you know, it's kind of like you, you know who's getting all your money versus Jeff Bezos. Yeah, exactly. But you could still give money to Jeff Bezos and buy a bull penis awesome shirt because these are pretty great and they only cost <laughs> 19 bucks. So, uh, yeah, just uh, real quick, Dodgers, they, they're playing right now. Uh, they, they're playing San Fran. They've split the first two with them. They've, uh, they're six and six. They lost five games to the Diamondbacks so far, which is a bit of a surprise. They're not as good as they have been in the past, but they're still pretty damn good. Um, they have scored and I don't know if they scored yet tonight, but up until now they have scored 69 runs on the season. Nice. Cubs have scored, uh, well, what did they score today? Two. So they've scored 61. So let's look out for the Cubs 69th run of the season. Seven more runs, I believe, will be there. Eight more runs? Yeah, eight more runs. They scored two today, right? Only? I believe. So we're at 61. So we need eight more to get to the promised land. Pinkus said some of the Dodgers pitchers are hurt. Yeah. Um, offensively, though, the Cubs have hit the fifth fewest homers. The Dodgers, the second most. That's not good. Um, they, um, they've they actually hit more than double the home runs than the Cubs. The Cubs have taken the seventh fewest, or the Dodgers have taken the, no, the Cubs have taken the seventh fewest <laughs> walks. The Dodgers have taken the most walks in the major leagues. Uh, the Cubs have the second fewest strikeouts, which I think we've been seeing. So it is, this is a contact team, which is really good. Uh, the Dodgers, they do strike out quite a bit. They sell out. They hit home runs. They strike out. Uh, they have the second-best OPS in the major leagues, so they do hit quite well. Cubs are average in that category. Um, the Dodgers do not steal bases. The Cubs are ninth in that category. The Dodgers only have two, so don't be looking for them to run. They're just going to be out there slugging the ball. Their bullpen it has not been great. It's about to been the same as the Cubs. Uh, hit and miss. ERAs in the mid-fours. Uh, the Cubs uh, and the Dodgers are both average at giving up the long ball. Dodgers, though, have given up the fewest walks in the major leagues out of their bullpen. The Cubs are average in that category. Cubs have the sixth most strikeouts, like I mentioned uh, earlier, and the Dodgers, the sixth fewest strikeouts. So they don't have a lot of swing and miss stuff coming out of their pen right now. Maybe it's that's some of the injuries. The Cubs are eighth in errors, so despite, despite our improved defense, we're still in the top ten in errors. Dodgers slightly fewer, but below league average. Um, and the Cubs' defensive efficiency ratio, or DER, as we call it, as everybody calls it, is two points below league average. So improved, but not there yet. And the Dodgers is eight points below, so they're not really catching it either. Um, the Cubs, and this is kind of crazy to me, the Cubs, they're not running on the Cubs. Teams are not running on Bar Barnhart and Gomes. They're just not. They've been, the Cubs have been, um, they've, They've given up two stolen bases and they've caught three runners. Whereas the Dodgers have given up 14 stolen bases and only caught one. Oh, and, and you know, the Cubs are going to be running because they've, they've already been running. And if they see that that's the case, then they're definitely going to go. Um, IFG, you're out there on the West coast. Do you ever catch Dodgers games? Like, is that a, a, an interest to you? Not on purpose. <laughs> Not on purpose. Yeah. I watch them when, like, the Cubs play them. 
Well, yeah. sometimes I'll watch like a San Diego and Dodgers game because those are fun. But I don't, I don't go out of my way to watch the Dodgers. They broke my grandfather's heart in like 1949 or something. So, <laughs> wow. well, well, like when they left Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I was born in New York City. So, um, yeah, my my dad's family were were Dodgers fans until that happened. Yeah, everybody out there who's been like, Danny, get over 84, man. Just enjoy San Diego. Yeah. They just had nope. their fucking minds I'm pissed off about IMD. something that happened two generations ago to somebody I'm not even blood-related to. <laughs> She's like, 1949. I think it was 1954 that they moved. I have but, no idea. Yeah, I know but, it was before my dad was born. Yeah, but you're like, yeah, 1954 when they fucking left Brooklyn. Fuck them, man. <laughs> <laughs> So, you used to be uh, able to change the subject in my house by bringing up the Dodgers. Oh. He'd be like, how about them Dodgers? And my dad would be like, rah, rah, rah. what a fucking. That's honestly, though, that's like the best little, like, get out of jail free fucking button. Like, you know, they, they're, they're like, so um, who's this person you're dating? Well, so did you see what the Dodgers They're, they're a Dodgers <laughs> fan. Oh yeah. my fucking god! And yeah. It just like goes, you know, and like now you don't have to talk about that thing anymore. So, uh, well, let's talk about the Dodgers, <laughs> shall we? And then uh, everybody that hates them, uh, they can they can leave. We all actually we all hate the Dodgers. I I hate the I don't like the Dodgers at all. It was one of my least favorite teams in the major leagues. And uh, the good news though is we're missing Kershaw. He's pitching right now. He's pitching tonight, so we don't have to face him. But we do have to face Noah Syndergaard on Friday. That'll be our game watch uh, on the Discord with all Has the Patreon people. Has he broken people. himself yet? No, he's still in there. Interesting. Uh, my, uh, and Justin <laughs> Steele. <laughs> Justin Steele has been pitching great so far. So I like our chances with that. I mean, I, Dodger Stadium's tough place to play. Cubs usually shit the bed on the West Coast. It's just how it's been. Hopefully that doesn't happen this time. And then we got Jamison Tyone versus Michael Grove. So you're hoping Tyone could get out there and do something good at some point. Um, Michael Grove, I've never heard of. So uh, we'll, uh, we're going to figure that out. But you got to listen to Cubs Pod and be a Patreon subscriber if you want to know about these matchups and everything that goes on because that's where your recaps and matchups are going to be. You know, uh, now that you bring up Tyone, I, I, I was going to mention it earlier, but I – just kind of skip past it. When I was listening to the game the other day, uh, Zaidman was talking about how the reason Tyone came to the Cubs was because they kind of had a plan for him, but they've been working on sort of his delivery point, his landing point for his front foot, uh, you know, and, and these different things to get him better. I feel like maybe that's not working so hot. Like maybe well, that's what's wrong with him is that he's. Or it's taking time and right. it's going to take time. And that's what I'm saying. Like he's right now, he's not that good because he's still, because this is still not a just throw the ball. It's a my arm goes here and my leg goes here and this and that, you know what I mean? Like, so maybe, I mean, if we're lucky, 
he gets he he works through that and actually yeah well better. we gotta keep walking i mean what choice do we have at this point we got him for four freaking years so but like was, no it, matter what he better figure out where to put his foot because like the last two times it sucked <laughs> or like because we know where we'll put our foot god yeah damn it. yeah right right there with the beer bog so <laughs> <laughs> but, but no i i just thought that was interesting i want to bring it up because you know, I I didn't know that. I didn't know. It's got to be good. He's got to figure it out. Otherwise, we are screwed. Like if Jamison Tyone does not end up good, this rotation is screwed for a while because the Cubs are not the kind of team they're gonna just let that go and just they're gonna put him out there because they already paid for it. Um. So then the last one is gonna be Smiley, who did write the ship with his giant curveball, and he's going up against Julio Urias. And uh, that's the day game. That'll be at 310. And uh, then the Cubs go to Oakland, where they will be perform in front of tens of fans. I, I kind of wish I was going to. I've never been to Oakland. I really want to see the Coliseum before it explodes. I, I, I never have either. Um, yeah, I would like to go. Yeah, it it's, not, it's not in the cards this time. So uh, just to finish up here, I wanted to thank uh, Club 400 for hosting uh, the Justin Steele event last Thursday. That was oh, a hell of a lot of fun. It was awesome. Here's a picture of me and Crawley and Justin Steele sang him his Justin Steele song, uh, the uh, Dead or Alive parody that I wrote. He enjoyed it a lot. We got drunk with Justin's brother and dad. Justin's brother over and over kept talking about how um, he was the, the bad influence and uh, the because I apparently he played too. He's like, I made all the mistakes so that Justin could have a good Cubs career, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> basically because apparently he they played their whole life. But the dad was super fun. Um, very nice family from Mississippi. Very thick draw drawl. The more he drank, the less I understood Justin's brother. <laughs> this guy, but Justin, very nice dude. Very down to earth. Uh, here's Matt Camerer and the and the art piece that uh, he drew of Justin over the map of Chicago that he's so well known for. Absolutely loved it. There was a bidding war going on between one of the patrons of Club 400 and Justin's mother. And this thing got up to, God, 4,000 bucks? Wow. Was it that much? No, no. It was... It was it got up to like twenty two hundred dollars is what it got up to. And the woman won it. The patron won it. And Justin's mom lost. She wouldn't go higher for her own son's art piece. She would not go <laughs> higher, even though Justin's making good money. But she's probably like, I don't like that. Yeah, you know, I don't know. She just wouldn't go higher. So then the woman won the art piece and gave it to Justin's mom. Aww. Oh, my God. She paid the thousands of and all the money went to charity. Paid for it, gave it, uh, and then gave the painting to Justin's mom. And then Justin's mom said, I'm matching the price I'm paying. And so all the, so then it ended up being $4,500 went to the charity, which I, that's sorry, so I forget cool. what it was. Oh my God. That's, so, that's amazing really, that somebody would do that. And I'm sure, uh, did his mother break out in tears? Was she sobbing? No. I no. would have been crying just watching it. She was probably, no. She, everybody was so happy. The vibes were there. Justin's such a nice guy. Everything went great. And I'm telling you, if you have not been to a Club 400 event, it's way out in Lake in the Hills, but it, it, 
he has so many players out there. If you ever want to get a chance to really just kind of hang out with some of these guys and get to know them, uh, some of these dudes on the team, especially guys like Justin Steele, who's, you know, he's not a household name yet. Uh, hopefully he will be at some point. And, uh, you know, this is your chance though. This is your chance to do it. Cause this, the, the hobby events, not like this, you know, you're, you don't get to be with hobby. It's too big, but some of these smaller events where 75 people there, Absolutely worth it. Now, like some of the bigger events, you'll get a cool piece of like you'll get a Kyle Schwarber bat or something like that. Or, you know, I, I got a picture of Javi tagging me for my picture. Fair, You know, this stuff is rare. You don't get to this kind of access. So anyway, I just want to say thanks to Club 400. You got to get out there. And um, also, I want to say congratulations to one of our Patreon supporters, Phil Brandyberry, who had a new baby this week. Um, so uh, her name's Sadie May. She was born right there at the end of March. Uh, there's a picture of her. He's finally sharing pictures. So uh, congratulations to the Brandyberry family. Also, happy birthday. Today is Mike Leonard's birthday of Mike Leonard condolences jersey and our old ass stat master. It's his birthday. So if you are follow him on uh, Facebook, you got a couple more hours to wish him happy is birthday. He on Facebook? Yeah, he is. He's been hanging out with uh, and his name's going to escape me, but. He Sam appeared Bo- forever ago. Yeah. Yeah, no, he, he, he didn't want to be on the ranchers page anymore because everybody's driving him nuts in there, which <laughs> I, I understand. I understand. I understand. We run a little hot sometimes. So anyway, uh, he's been hanging out with actually Sam Bachman, who is a first-round pick for, I forget, Angels, I believe. So uh, he's friends with him from when they were in high school. He's known, known him since he was a kid. And so he's been going to those games. And uh, anyway, hanging, hanging out with him, very cool. But happy birthday to him. Grant Friedman, Brandon Stahl, and Tawny Finneran, Corey Finneran's wife, her birthday is next week. So uh, on the 20th, 420 is her birthday. And also our next our show next Wednesday night, Rally Titties Day. Oh. So that, yeah, very famous day in, in Ranter history. The day that a woman in the freezing cold took her top off at the game. And then the Cubs came back and they won that game. And from that, from that's fourth rally titties were bored. Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll be, we'll be back. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll play Hey, maybe I'll play John Jurgovan's Christmas song, the rally tits lady. Oh, right. Yes. That's I, I got to remember to do that. So, uh, Afterwards, we're going to be on the Discord, little uh, little chatty chat with everybody. If you're a Patreon subscriber, join us over there, and we'll be there at Friday night, 9 p.m. Uh, to watch the game against the Dodgers. And um, you know, maybe I'll have a if if I'm back from tech, uh, I, I've got a I mean strike at the theater. We're taking down the set for the show that closes Saturday night. Uh, Joan in the fire. Uh, if I'm back w- in time, maybe we could have a post game chat on Sunday. But I will announce that if if possible, because I, I like doing those hearing from everybody, but um, hashtag chance in the chat. If you want to win the Frank chance postcard sent to you by me with a message of love and doom. And uh, I only have one TFC. I have one as well. I got nothing. Okay. I will go first. Mine is not particularly uh, like funny, funny, but I really like the idea and I wanted to share it with everyone. Uh, the smart flagpole. This guy has says, I've been remodeling my house 
and I'm starting to add smart home features. As I'm researching options, it occurs to me that I could potentially place a flagpole in my front yard that could hoist the W every time the boys win. And I could connect an outdoor speaker that plays the wind song, you know, to make friends with my neighbors. <laughs> I, love it. I thought that was a great idea. Somehow have that hooked up so that, like, can you imagine just as soon as the Cubs win, this flag just rises up and it just starts blaring, go Cubs, go. <laughs> Go, Cubs, go, go, like, go. It'd be fucking great. Just automatic, like you control it on your Alexa or whatever, and just whoop, there it goes. <laughs> well, I forgot yeah. to mention the new lights. I mean, what do you guys think of this? These W lights that they're now doing. It's much brighter in Wrigley Field. That's great, actually. Oh, nice. It, yeah. So they, yeah. so uh, they kind of had like disco lights going when Nico did the walk off. We that was the first night of the lights and the lights went crazy. I know some other teams do that, turn the lights on and off and go kind of nuts. And now we do it. Well, they changed the lights like these are LED lights, which is great. They are much brighter. And we are going like you remember when they used to say they've turned the lights on here at Wrigley Field. And then, like, three innings later, they're like, lights are taking full effect. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, that doesn't happen it's, anymore. The like, LED lights come on see, and it's immediately. see the number on the pitcher's jersey now. Yeah. It was dark in there before. It really was because they the city wouldn't let them put them in, in the outfield, so you didn't have the coverage. It's still now, the darkest field in Major League Baseball, I believe. But It was much brighter. It's... It's brighter now. Yeah. Yeah. You you felt like it was nighttime in the stands. Like some stadiums you're at, like I went to the Padres game at a night game. It's so bright in there. Everywhere's bright. You, you might as well be daytime. You know, it's and yeah. that felt a little bit more like that. What I really noticed was that the bleachers seemed much brighter. Now, I wasn't sitting out in the bleachers last night. I was sitting in the bowl. But the looking at the bleachers, I was like, oh, man, you can't get away with shit out there anymore because it's just so bright. It's like daytime. <laughs> they, they actually have lights just trained right on the bleachers just to make, so, just to make it feel like you're in a penitentiary. Yeah, that's how it felt, like you're escaping jail. So, uh, spotlight on you. So, uh, there was one birthday that I forgot to mention in the rancher's birthday. And that was, it was Boog's birthday. And so, uh, uh, marquee sports network, they tweeted out happy birthday, Boog Shambi. And there's this kind of creepy picture of him. You know what? I mean, the best thing about Shambi, uh, you know, and I'll, and I'll bring it up because it is his birthday is that he has the same haircut that he got for his 12th birthday. <laughs> That's a great point. So somebody haircut, took man. no. Regardless of what you think about Boog, this is a birthday post about Boog's birthday. Like nobody should have a problem with this, right? Like this should just be kind of a generally a thing that we're like, yeah, happy birthday, Boog. You know, like you're a cub, like you know, whatever. But this guy, check out what this guy says. Travis takes his birthday post and says, worst play-by-play guy in the history of the ball club. Going from Les K- Len Casper to this is like getting a Ford Pinto to replace your Ferrari. The best day of the week is when Boog is gone and we get Pat. Someone that knows how to connect with an audience. So <laughs> you seem nice, Travis. Yeah. 
Now, here's the worst part of this, is that I, I really don't disagree with any of this, but yeah, I, yeah, you don't put that on his, his birthday post. Yes. And the best day of the week is when Pat is calling the game on the TV. Like, it's great. Yeah, but... Uh, and, you know, I, I kind of came up with... I brought it up that uh, I listened to Zaidman the other day, and he didn't seem God, to have to. You're going to piss any... me off again, aren't you? No, he yes, for sure. But he didn't have to read any of the ads that Pat reads. So is Pat himself sponsored? This is what I'm wondering because no Zaidman did not bring up adult diapers, not one single time. I never knew who sponsored the, uh, you know, the pitching changes or anything like they just didn't do that. Maybe adult diapers doesn't care if Zach Zaidman sponsors. Well, but I, but I have to say because of that, I enjoyed that game because Pat was on there on, I, uh, on TV. I enjoyed that game better than when Pat calls it because the fucking commercials drive me crazy. They yeah, the absolutely drive is bad. Look, Pat is a better play-by-play guy for sure. Better voice, better, better intonation. Everything about it is better. But if I'm listening to a game and I have to choose between Pat stopping every thirty seconds to tell me who owns his chair and what diapers he's wearing like i'll i'll fucking take zach zaidman over that so hashtag chance in the chat <laughs> I'm, I'm hey i'm willing to go out of there i think pat is amazing on was that TV. even english you go like that guy from jackass the uncle that died pat is amazing on tv because he doesn't have to do all that bullshit you know what i mean yeah. or he's not allowed to do it but Terry E. asks, am I wrong or is Boog macking on Taylor for half the game? I don't know. I don't watch the game. Right. I'm either yeah, at I'm, the game or I got it off and I'm listening to Miguel or I'm listening to Pat Hughes. Yeah, I watched the game today. It was the Mariners feed. And not because I was specifically looking for the Mariners feed, but even uh, people who pirate the baseball feed don't have marquee. So, <laughs> so we well, have to hash- go with the Mariners feed. Hashtag chance in the chat, as was mentioned before. We're going to give away a uh, Frank Chance postcard, and then you'll have to chance to win something much better by the end of the year. Um, trying to find the stupid Chrome tab, though. One second. No. Oh, here Live we go. TV, folks. Yeah, here we go. <laughs> C- can you see this? No, you have no. to put it on the screen. Okay. We will. Yeah, thank you. Put them on um, the screen, Danny. Put here we go. The We're drawing it. <laughs> I'm seeing some new names in there. I like that. And the winner. Oh, my goodness. Bill, he never wins. He's never. I don't think he's ever won. I demand a recount. Good job, Awesome job, Bill. That, that makes everybody happy. Like that's a see. This was a good week. This was a good week. Cubs win four of six games. Yep. They're, people, even though they're getting ripped off with beer bats, they're still happy about it. You know, like yeah. It's just it's a good start to the season. The vibes are flowing. 
I'm feeling good. Let's talk about more, uh, more in the chat on Discord afterwards. In the meantime, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that Justin Seal song again because uh, Bernie Barron, who was actually at the event, said that she liked it. So I'm just gonna play it again. Um, that's it, I guess. That's the show. That's Everybody, it, buddy. That's it. That's all we got. That's all so got. thanks for hanging out with us. Infield Fly, Michael Cotton. It's been a pleasure. We'll see you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, remember, uh, hit up at the Blake Beard if you want tickets to these games. He's got great seats. Yeah. Hook him up and, uh, you know, make it worth his time to be, you know, sponsoring us because we yeah. really do appreciate it. Yeah, and patreon.com slash sunranto. That's all I got to say about that. Be a part of the Discord. Get in it. Spookog. Strong.